Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to a very contentious tsunami pre-flight today. Our oh rivalries, yeah, yeah. Did me, you, did you? me versus you. Uh, that's not who a wins. That's not a rivalry because we love each other so much. Because the victory has already been decided. Um, have you ever had an interpersonal rivalry, like somebody that you actually like? Only on the like highway where I'm like that motherfucker. Or your brother? You never had a rivalry. Uh, with your brother? Not in like real. You are the younger brother. After yeah, all. I mean. It was, I mean, I guess in the, to the extent that constantly losing would be a rivalry, but I don't, got used to that early in yeah. life, and it's continued. Yeah, it's today prepared me for uh, your life. Continued success, um, but no real rivalries, interpersonal rivalries. No, I get along with everybody equally badly. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's a low bar of just like, <laughs> eh. yeah, that's pretty much Gil, guys. If you ever want to know what it's like in real life, that's the deal. It's fine, it's I guess. The, it's the it's the Simpsons quote. Yeah, the we're the MTV generation. We experience neither highs nor lows. How is that? Mm. <laughs> um, but this episode is about people who have had rivalries. Have in their, you in their lives? Eh, no, because I was an older brother, so I didn't really have a rivalry with my younger brothers yeah. as much as I just beat the crap out of them when they got on the line, and that has carried me forward through to this day. Sure. Um, and the, I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've had any interesting rivalries. Just yeah, like, none that we can talk about yeah, here. Nothing, in this. Yeah, I've had some professional rivalries, but I can't talk about that right now. When 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 we retire, yeah, when you write your memoirs, write my memoirs, yeah, that no one will read. Right. But for now, let's talk about much more interesting rivalries in pop culture. Um, we so, got to do the movie first. I was about to lead into that. Okay. It was a weird... Uh, which was kicked off by us talking about this movie, Char's Counterattack, uh, which is a basically the final story in the original Universal Century timeline of Gundam. So, uh, basically, this wraps up the story of Char and Amuro Ray, who have been part of the Gundam... You know, had been at that point part of Gundam since the very beginning. So, this carries the story forward from Mobile Suit Gundam into Gundam Zero in, into Double Zeta Gundam, and then this is like this wraps up the whole story essentially. And there wasn't anything else outside of this timeline until uh, Unicorn Gundam uh, many years later. Right. All the other stories that they chose to tell in the Universal Century timeline were. Sp- fit into this. These are like the original Star Wars movies and all the other stuff was like yeah. slotted little side stories like Rogue One type stuff. Um, so this came out, this was originally written as a novel by Yoshiki Tomino who created Gundam uh, and then they decided to make a film uh, adaptation of the novel. Uh, so this came out in 1988. 
Correct. in theaters um, and did well and was a critical and commercial success. It didn't make it over into the States for many years because Gundam itself didn't make it over till uh, it's a long this cartoon block named Toonami brought it over. Yeah. Um, and we were still in the process when, when, when Adult Swim aired this in 2003, we were in the process of Basically, Gundam had moved off of Toonami at that point, and we were still running 0083 and 0080 Charles Counterattack. We were sort of wrapping up the Universal Century stuff on Adult Swim that was the more grown-up stuff. Right. Uh, and Mobile Suit Gundam... Post, was, I guess, Midnight Run, pre... Yeah. Cancellation, obviously, and then pre... Yeah. Well, so it was like a weird Yeah, time. Mobile Suit Gundam ran about a third of two-thirds of its episodes on Toonami, and then... Uh, it would, never did well. It yeah, was tanking. Finished out. And, and then uh, September 11th happened, and people felt like watching buildings explode and stuff was probably not great for kids. So that plus the ratings, it just got pulled and, yeah. and never finished. Uh, so we never did Air Zeta Gundam or Double Zeta Gundam, but we did still have the rights to MS-8 Team, 0080, 0083. So those all aired in some fashion. So Sharp's Counterattack aired on Adult Swim and did okay. It was like, you know, eh. Yeah. Um, uh, I love it. It's one of my uh, favorite anime films, and I certainly think it's one of the best concentrated doses of Gundam um, in the Gundam universe. Yeah, do you think you could watch this movie having... Like, if this is your first foray into I mean, Gundam... I think you could, but you... I mean, there's... You could... I think you could understand the basics of what's going on right but none of it would have the the gravity yeah, that I mean, it has if you don't know it's wrapping up a story you have no idea how it I mean, at this began. point it's like watching an x-files movie if you never watch the x-files it's like you're not gonna you yeah. can maybe understand the story but you're not gonna give a shit about anything yeah you won't happens. be confused necessarily but it certainly won't, it won't impact you impact, in any way yeah. you're like yeah all right that was cool so the plot of this movie is basically that char has char disappeared for most or all of double zeta gundam um, he recused himself from basically he, he once he got his revenge on the Zabi family, which was his sort of lifelong goal. He then becomes kind of an antihero in Zeta Gundam, and then he decides war is a bad thing and somewhat retires. So in this movie, he's been out of the game for a while, and he shows up out of comes out of retirement, basically leading uh, Neo Zeon forces. And their big plan is to drop two asteroids on planet Earth and basically wipe out most of human life so that he can, because A, all Earthlings suck and they're all about people in colonies. And B, he thinks that forcing this sort of significant tragedy on humanity will force them to evolve faster into new types, which is in the Gundam world, those are basically psychics. And that's what Amuro is. Um, so Shar comes back and he's in full bad guy mode. And it's an got, aggressive plan. He's got an insane plan of dropping uh, an asteroid, asteroids, two of them on Earth. So uh, Amuro, with along with Noah Bright from the original series, basically they have a ship called the Londo Bell, and they basically their whole mission is to stop Neo Zeon from destroying the Earth. So stakes are pretty high. Yeah. Um, so why don't we watch the original promo that I think Dennis wrote? I didn't do it. I was trying to remember if it was you or Dennis because it, it had to have been. If it, it wasn't you, it had to have been Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, because there's some. It's definitely got some Dennisisms in there. Um, it's still, it came out well. That's a good promo. So let's check out our original Adult Swim trailer for Charles Counter Attack from 2003. Fourteen years. 
years after the one-year war, Leon forces yearn for redemption. Char, the leader of this rabble, has hatched a plan. We will discipline the people who continue to live on Earth and eliminate the source of any wars in our sphere. Under the guise of surrender, Zion will make their final assault. What are they up to? Char, what are you thinking? Deeming Earthlings so vile a creature, Char schemes to save the planet by destroying the people. The Earth cannot go on like this any longer. No one has the right to punish human beings that way. Only the Rondo Bell, Amaro Ray, and his Gundam stand in their way. Mobile Suit Gundam, Char's Counterattack, Saturday, January 4th at 11 p.m., an Adult Swim exclusive. Revenge is a dish best served cold. That's a badass promo, though. Yeah. And, of course, Peter Cullen, uh, the man yeah, himself. No matter what you write, sounds yeah. awesome. He could literally be reading a phone book, and you'd be like, yeah, 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 I'm in. Um, so uh, this story really does focus on the lifelong rivalry between Amro and Shar and how they are constantly finding themselves in conflict with one another and measuring each other by each's accomplishments and also, they both fell in love with the same woman who dies, and Shar blames Amaro for her death. Um, so there's personal history between them. Um, and it's it's got a lot of some of the best um, battles in the Gundam, like in any Gundam, and definitely the best Shar versus Amaro stuff, which always boils down to Shar is probably a better pilot with more will, but Amaro is a new type who's basically more skilled. Yeah. So it's like Amaro always ends up winning the day because he has these special abilities that allow him to see things before they happen, basically. And Shar is basically the catalyst for him being pushed to the next level, kind of like any... If you had to pick one... Endless Waltz or Shars Counterattack? Ooh. That's tough, man. I, I kind of think... I think... I'm torn because I love... Shars. my favorite... One of my favorite bad guys, period. And my probably my favorite character in any Gundam. Uh, including Zex Marquis from Gundam yeah, Wing, who's just... Shar 2.0. He's just a Shar analog, you know. Um but gun- all the Gundam pilots are way more badass than Amuro. Like, every Gundam yeah. wing pilot is a hundred times cooler to me than Amuro, who just is always... Yeah, because they flipped it from being the, like, eh, to, to like, being, like, I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that I could pick. Um, I do like the designs a whole lot. I love Char's um, Zeon, Hizaku. Um, and I love the V Gundam from this um, that Amuro uses that's not quite finished. Um and then the rivalry gets taken to interesting places because eventually they're fighting and they kind of agree. Char kind of changes his mind that it's not the best plan to destroy all life on planet Earth. <laughs> Wait, so, maybe I was a little off base. So this with killing movie, everybody. spoiler alert, this movie ends with the two of them basically him, Amuro, using all his new type abilities and basically he forces the the asteroid onto a different course but in doing so he and Shar just disappear in like a light light like they basically it's like the end of akira they just go yeah. into another dimension and they're just gone so like they're they'll ri- their rivalry ultimately results in them both of losing both of their lives yeah. or we, they assume they might have just right. moved on to a higher plane of consciousness or whatever i don't know um but i do think um 
it's really gorgeously animated and I'm really happy as an American animation fan. I was super psyched when it finally came to the US because you would see footage from it and be like, ah, you know, as a Gundam fan. Um, but I, the first time I ever really saw it was our adults when we got yeah, it. Yeah, well, Tim t- t- cut it. Yeah, that was the first time I had the chance to watch it. So those are the glory days of every anime we were showing was something that hadn't been seen in the right. US. Not everyone, but a lot of them. So we were being able as fans and nerds we were watching them before they came out like oh, this is so cool right um turns out stupid internet turns out we might like um gundam more than a lot of other people though um when did you is that when you first saw it yeah 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 um but if you like gundam i would say you should check it out do you remember where we put it in our paste List. We're in the 20s. We jumped 25s. around a little bit, so it's either 30s low or 30s or high 20s. Yeah, I would say that's that's good. Um, I mean, if it is definitely the best, most succinct t- tale of Char versus Amaro, which normally goes for you know it's right. three seasons of television, so it's a lot. Um, but if you don't know who Char is, I I suggest you catch up, catch some stuff up because he's a badass no yeah. matter what he does. Um, I often root for the bad guy, but I really do always root for Shaw. I like Amaro, but he's no Shaw. Yeah. Um, but that led us to our topic of the day, uh, which was what's the best rivalry movie. So obviously something like an interpersonal rivalry is rich material to write a story around. So I think you see much more than people experience in their real lives. You, you see in movies or in stuff like sports where people are operating at a high level. And when I think of rivalry, I don't necessarily think of two people that are trying to kill each other or something. I think of, (laughs) I think of two people that are after the same goal. I think their destiny is in some way intertwined and they are pushing each other to be better. Even though they might hate each other, they're also fascinated with each other. So I think that you'll find that in sports, obviously a lot. Um, or they will meet the media will create a narrative right. for that. But, um, you know, I, and, and obviously movies will find other ways to talk about it more than the rest of us do in our lives. Cause I think, I think the average person, if you're like, well, who was, do you have a rival? A lot of people would say no. Yeah. Outside of high school, I guess yeah. maybe. Um, so, uh, for me, uh, a story that immediately popped into my head, uh, was, uh, Christopher Nolan's, the prestige, which even the Nolan haters agree. This is how we should set up our set from now on. <laughs> is us just talking heads and have that background like. always be there. Um, even Nolan haters pretty much agree that this is a great movie. It seems to be one that didn't have much impact when it came out, but in the later years is one that people always reference. Yeah. What's the other magic man movie that came out the oh, same time? Yeah. It was the, the um, Ed Norton yeah. and Paul Giamatti. Illusionist, yeah, which was marginal. Yeah. Not terrible, just not the prestige. There was no prestige in that movie. I mean, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the prestige is one of, is classic Christopher Nolan. It's an intricately constructed screenplay that itself is a prestige. It's, of course, like the way he approaches all of his stuff, it's a thought experiment. So, But unlike a lot of his other movies, people seem to think that it was more successful in executing uh, its ideas, but it's got Andy Serkis, David Bowie, Scarlett Johansson, Hugh Jackman, um, and Christian Bale and Michael Caine. So really solid cast and a really interesting story. The novel it's based on is great. Um, I read the novel 
Christopher Priest before um, I saw the movie. And the movie isn't exactly the novel, but does a great job of adapting the main ideas and getting them across and actually improves on the novel, I think, in some ways. Um, So let's look at the trailer for The Prestige. Shoot me. Come on. No, I can't do it. How'd you like that? Well, how do you do it? Magic. I'll perform this feat in a manner never before seen by yourselves or any other audience anywhere in the world. The audience loved it. This trip is top notch. You need to celebrate. <laughs> A real magician tries to invent something new. It's something that other magicians will scratch their heads over. I suppose you have such a trick. As you do. It's the one they're going to remember me for. What happened? It was the greatest magic trick I've ever seen. I need to know how he does it. He has no trick. It's real. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called the pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary, but of course, it probably isn't. The second act is called the turn. He's obsessed with discovering your method. The magician makes this ordinary something do something extraordinary. Now you're looking for the secret, but you won't find it. That's why there's a third act called The Prestige. This is the part with the twists and turns. Where lives hang in the balance. Julie, come on! And you see something shocking you've never seen before. This was built by a man who can actually do what magicians pretend to do. Real magic. I know what you really are! How does he do it? You want the truth. Nothing is impossible. Secrets. Secrets of my life. Those really graphics are that. fucking <laughs> terrible. I really love that little morph. They used it over and over and over. Um, but that does a good job of setting up the movie. Um, it's a great rivalry. Definitely two characters that become obsessed with one another and make each other better to their own ruination, which I think is classic rivalry styles. And speaking of two characters that push each other to, to their, own, the to their own ruination, uh, the next one I immediately thought of was, of course, the classic 1980-whatever film, <laughs> The Karate Kid. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan dog shit remake. I'm talking about the OG Karate Kid, uh, which, of course, has some fairly offensive pan-Asianism in yeah. it nowadays. But back when we were kids, it was awesome. <laughs> back and, when you didn't know. It was yeah, back when you didn't racist. know, it was kind of racist. Um, so basically, this story involves a kid who moves to L.A., gets bullied by a bunch of kids who are into martial arts, 
decides to try to stand up for himself and falls in with an older gentleman who teaches him the ways of karate. <laughs> and uh, he then is able to defeat his rivals in a classic... Spoiler alert. ...teen, uh, in a classic teen film from back in the with day. With what's-his-face. Starring Ralph Macchio, who no, not b- the, basically has the, never been anything but Ralph Macchio since. And then that guy, who's basically never been anything but a bad guy... Uh, yeah, yuppie kid. Since he's the greatest totally. 80, 80s movie bad guy for sure. So let's watch. I think this is the trailer, which is a fucking hilarious trailer for the Karate Kid. <laughs> this is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel Larusso. Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but we're not quitters, are we? Until he met the hey, right I girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Is that your address? You got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. You know, country club at 9.30, definitely. You gotta be nuts. And his troubles really began. You have to push it. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise, teach karate. And a friend. Fighting for his last answer. Power, whole body. Make a perfect picture. How do I know if my picture's the right one? If come from inside you, always right one. Lesson about the balance, not just karate. Lesson for all life. Why train? A classic 80s jam. I can't believe they showed the culminating (laughs) shot in the trailer. Well, you're about to see that shot again. So, surprise, surprise, everything old is new again. Uh, And it turns out that last year, Amazon.com announced... They are doing a, a Karate Kid series revisiting the original characters called Cobra Kai uh, that stars the original Ralph Macchio and Zabka. What's his name? William. William Zabka. Uh, and if you didn't believe this is real, there's a trailer, and I'm about to show it to you right now. So check out the trailer for Cobra Kai. Who is it? Bonsai! Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. 
Johnny? I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is the guy who's ass you kicked. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. <laughs> hey, where you going, come in? Oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer. I'm oh. <laughs> Hey! Watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, loser. <laughs> Was that like Taekwondo or something? It's karate. Do you think you could teach me? I'm driving home from work yesterday, and in this strip mall, I see... After 30 years, I thought that guy might have changed, but it's still the same prick. I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the crap out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Thinks he could bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Not on my watch. You want those kids at school to keep dumping things on your head? You want all the girls to think you're a wangless dork? You're gonna be my karate teacher? No. I'm gonna be your sensei. I'm gonna teach you the style of karate that was taught to me. A method of fighting your pansy ass generation desperately needs. Okay, let's see what you got. She's a girl. And? I'm sorry. Oh, are you okay? Girl's a natural cobra. Johnny, you and I, this, we aren't done. Oh, it's coming right up. YouTube Red. Yeah. Uh, unbelievably, I, I mean, I wonder, I thought about, like, 34 years later, the only real gig you can get is doing the same fucking shit. I mean, I guess it would be fun to revisit. Well, you should, we should be that time, lucky. I, it's, it's true. It's true. That's a good That's a good point of view. And I do like how they're setting it up, like, this time Daniel's kind of the asshole. Yeah. Like, it's a good reversal. But, yes, for those of you... Like I guess the audience has got to be just old people who. But who's old is going to sign up for a YouTube Red account? Like <laughs> that's true. Uh, I mean, good for them on getting the money to make a series. So anyway, that rivalry still continuing thirty four years <laughs> they later. They even said rivalry in the they trailer. did. I mean, I'm telling you. Uh, and then finally, another classic movie uh, sports rivalry is of course Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa from Rocky. One and two, and then into three a little bit, but they're mostly friends. And then four up until and then four up until he not gets so much. killed, you know. So uh, Rocky is, of course, the story of a nobody coming up and beating the current heavyweight champion, or no, losing. Sorry, he loses, but no one even thought he could get there and give him a real fight. Rocky two is basically him going in for a rematch and you spend much more time with Apollo and find out more about his whole journey and how he's looking at the whole thing. Um, but obviously the story of the Rocky films is that these two guys pushed each other to be better um, until one of them sadly died. Yeah. So uh, I have a scene that I think kind of just lays out the main... Uh, issues in Rocky 2 as certainly as Apollo's camp sees them that I thought was interesting. So let's watch that. Look, I don't know about anybody else, but as long as I'm going to be promoting this fight myself, I want a lot more pressure put on for a rematch. Hey, we can get the same money for the two top contenders. Why go after Balboa? 
Because there's still a lot of people out there that think he won. There's a lot of people out there accusing me of having a fight fixed, accusing me of being a fake and insulting my kids in school. That's why. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is that last time he was damn lucky. Now he's all finished. I mean, he's been hanging around doing nothing for six months. And any trainer worth anything wouldn't have nothing to do with him. Now I say, let's go after some new meat. Forget this bum. You think I beat him the last time, do you? Hmm? You got the decision. Man, I won, but I didn't beat him. What are you afraid of, Tony? Honest? Yeah, honest. He's all wrong for us, baby. I saw you beat that man like I never saw no man get beat before. And the man kept coming after you. We don't need that kind of man in our life. I know what you're feeling. Let it go. Let it go. You're the champ. I thank you. Look, you're in charge of my public relations, right? I want a whole new campaign started. I want something done publicly to bring this man out. I want something done to jar at this man's pride. I want something done to get the people around him talking. All right? You realize if we uh, use this humiliation tactic, you're setting yourself up as the bad guy. Look, man, whatever gets him in the ring. That's so pride fucking with you. Yeah, so that sets up that basically even his closest confidant, his manager, thinks... He makes some good points. Yeah, like you might not win if you go at this again. And so that plants the seed in Apollo's head that he must, he's got to find out if he's better than Rocky. Which And then that sets up the greatest slow-mo run down the beach. Yeah, true, from Rocky 3. And the greatest freeze yeah. frame in all, in all history. Um, so those are three of my favorite uh, film rivalries. Excellent choices. Uh, first for me is Die Hard, the original 1988 Masterpiece by Joe McTiernan. John. John, McTiernan. director of Predator and Last Action Hero. Mm-hmm. And Medicine Man. Some other, yeah. And many and other. Discovered the cure for cancer and for lost it. Did he? I didn't remember yeah. that. Yeah. He, uh, he went down because of that whole, um, he hired that PI to spy on people. That, yeah. That whole scandal that took down a whole bunch of people. Right. He was probably the biggest name that got taken down by that. Um, we lost a great action director. Yeah. Well. Oh, maybe not a great guy. Sure. <laughs> Art and artist and all that. Um, did you see the first Die Hard in the movie theater? I, I feel like I did not. I, I feel like that was when I it was on HBO every yeah, 15 minutes. I didn't see it for the first time in the theater. Um, definitely not. I definitely regret in my life. But the I hated Bruce. I didn't like Moonlighting. So when I was I like, didn't like Bruce Moonlighting Willis either. in an action movie. No, yeah, I was wrong, but I mean, it, it, I always liked him as um, the Seagram's Goldie Wine Cooler <laughs> commercials. The, the, what was his uh, Bruno? Bruno. Goldie like that? That's cooler. your tough guy, yeah. Persona name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Die Hard. You've it's like it. Die Hard in the building. You've seen but, it. Um, if you haven't seen it, you you've seen it. This uh, is the ho 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 scene. So let's uh, check it out. I wanted this to be professional. Efficient, adult, cooperative, not a lot to ask. 
Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. We can go anywhere you want us. You can walk out of here or be carried out. But have no illusions. We are in charge. So, decide now, each of you. And please remember, we have left nothing to chance. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. A security guard we missed? Usually tied up and just grow fat on a pension. No, no, no. This is something else. Oh shit! Yeah, it's a great it's movie. It's about to go down. Every mo- every time it's on, you're yeah. just like, oh, just watch five minutes and you watch the whole thing. Most of the other Die Hard movies have like a moment that's like, ah, but they're like yeah. harmlessly yeah. fine. They're but junk. Die Hard they're is fine junk. Yeah, like two and three are fine junk. The rest are actually just bad. Yeah, but. This is an actual good Alan movie. Rickman yeah. with a, an amazing performance. Yeah. Even Jeremy Irons, they, they had to make him related to Alan Rickman. Yeah, even, just to, just give, to lend any just, level it's of... fake Alan Rickman. It's yeah. fine. Like, you know. Stephen Rickman. <laughs> um, next up... Although Rickman. <laughs> next up for me is Talladega Nights, The Legend of Ricky Bobby, free Blu-ray that came with every PS2 that came up. I don't know how you picked this and I, I fucked Brothers. up. Okay. I fucked up. I was gonna That's say, what I was going to say. Is of an Adam McKay, I mean, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movie. Yeah. I just didn't. I I didn't take my time with it. I rushed it. Gotcha. Um, I and, actually uh, don't like this movie very much. It's got some funny scenes, but it's a yeah. I mean, it's a good rivalry, but it's a, not a great movie. I think day, my personal fondness for Days of Thunder buoys Talladega played Nights a part, up. Yeah, because uh, I've never given a shit about Days of Thunder. Also, I almost um, did. I also have Days a, of a rivalry movie. For I sure. almost did. Um, but uh, this is uh, <laughs> Wonder Bread and Perrier. Yeah, Perfect. this is the showdown in whatever the hell the name of that bar is, where they're hanging out between Sasha Baron Cohen and Will Ferrell, uh, showcasing their rivalry and setting up our hero for a fall, and then an Act Three redemption tale. Let's yes. check it out. Ricky Bobby, I have come here to defeat you. Oh, well, there's strikes two and three right there. Did you hear what you said? (laughs) Well, welcome to America, amigo. You are faster, Ricky Bobby. But I am faster. You let go of me, you Formula One jazz nut job. Like the frightened baby chipmunk. You are scared by anything that is different. I will let you go, Ricky. But first... I want you to say, I love crepes. Don't you say it, Ricky. These colors don't run. I'm not going to say it. Good. Hey, look, Frenchie, I thought about it. So why don't you go ahead and break my arm? I do not want to break your arm, Monsieur Bobby, but I am a man of my word. Here's the deal. He's not going to break it. 
because I'm going to slip out of it right now. Houdini! Whoa! Get oh, down, you little funky! Someone might as well give me a beer while I'm down here. But you have forced me to do this. You are now mocking me and making me look ridiculous. Just say, I love crepes. You know, just to put this in there, yeah. I had a whole mess of crepes this morning. They're just like pancakes, maybe even better. Wait, are they the really thin pancakes? Yeah. Yes, they are. They are the really thin pancakes. It's just a French word for them. Oh, my God, what are those? the syrups you want on them and stuff? I'm just saying, think about it. They come with cheese sometimes? Sweet yes, cheese? of course, a fromage crepe. Well, why didn't someone yell at it right, right away? Do you know what's in the crepe, Suzette? Oh, I love the crepe, Suzette. With the sugar and yeah, the, the sugar lemon juice. Yeah, the lemon juice, sure. Come on, yeah. I, w I wish I could crawl into one of those right now. <laughs> oh, oh, right. my way out from the inside. <laughs> oh, it's tasty. Oh, man, you know, either way this goes down, can we go get some after we're done? Absolutely, we're going to do that. Bon, so what if you just said, I love a really thin pancakes? That is a fair compromise, no? That is a fair compromise. That's very, very fair, actually. Okay. Now, because then everyone know I really meant crepes. That's actually a pretty good compromise right there. Why do you want me to break your arm so badly? You don't understand. You don't understand because you don't understand liberty. You don't understand freedom. So you put a crack in my arm like the crack in the liberty bell. You hear me? Hey, it's just between you and me, okay? Yeah. I mean, forget all these other guys, but he did give you a pretty decent out. But it's your call. What do you think? Don't say it. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Nope. Break it, Pepe Le Pew! As you wish. Oh! Oh! He actually did it! Oh! Alright, you did it! Um, mildly amusing, like... Thinking it through, it's... The, Will Ferrell has a tremendous amount of rivalry movies throughout his career. Um, well, there are a lot of them are sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Blades of Fury and right. the, the, the basketball one. And, like, I mean, obviously that was a thing for a while. Yeah, Anchorman. Anchorman uh, and then... What he likes a foil to play against. Yeah. What I should have chosen, but we'll get to that later on. Uh, and then last for me is based really off of one short about 10 second scene, uh, but I just dragged it out to the whole thing. And that's happy Gilmore from Adam Sandler back when, before Adam Sandler just started making all the same movies over and over and over again. Happy Gilmore might be the last Adam Sandler movie that. Didn't you like Tin Cup? I like. He's in Tin Cup. <laughs> so that's how little I give a fuck about it. It's Kevin Costner. That's totally different. Oh, oh, rivalry sorry, sports sorry, movies. Sorry. It's uh, your head out of your I ass. Oh, you liked uh, Punch Drunk Love? That was after this. Oh yeah, yeah. That, but like of his comedy movies. Oh, I don't really like any of them, including Happy Gilmore and including whatever the other fucking. I like the Dylan first Madison. hour and a half of um, Stand Up. Whatever the hell, but then the next four hours of that movie's terrible. Oh, the 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 one where he was playing himself. Yeah, if they just ended it when he tried to kill himself, it would have yeah, been. Fine. I hate Adam Sandler, so. Um, but he's doing very well, I hear financially. He's I think he's doing quite a success. And all of his friends are too. Yeah, he's just brought everybody around for the ride. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I know. So you got to play. Uh, so let's check out a longer scene, just in the interest of dragging it out. That's also amusing, and then we'll get to the real shot after that. Here we go. You're going to need a blanket and suntan lotion because you're never going to get off that beach just the way you never got into the NHL, you jackass. The green's that way. Sure. <laughs> you will not make this putt, you jackass. Ah! 
Nice shooting, soldier! <laughs> All right, happy. Nice and easy. <laughs> that was not nice and easy. <laughs> that guy's driving me crazy. You know what's driving me crazy? You not getting the ball in the hole. Don't push me, Bob. Now's not the time. Jackass! This guy sucks. We haven't seen Happy Gilmore play this badly since his first day on tour. He and Bob Barker are now dead last. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. Oh! You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing! Now you're gonna get it, Bobby! Price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough. Bitch. Oh, yeah, it's funny because he's an old man. Yeah. And it's yeah. slobs versus snobs, this whole thing. Yeah. Adam's a man of the people, man. He's wearing a hockey jersey. Golf is a high flute and snooty sport. See? It's funny. Now you're getting it's it. It's real comedy. It's man. layered. It's real comedy. Uh, and then now we'll check out the short scene that I was really center of my mind. but Literally been... the only funny moment in the whole movie. Yeah, right but it stands the test of time. This is probably in the Smithsonian right now in uh, <laughs> the television movie. Here we go. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. That's because he's in yeah. it's Christopher awesome. McDonald's. Christopher McDonald yeah. is a perfect choice to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, so those are some of our favorite rivalry movie choices. Let's check out Adult Swim's. She's nice. Step Brothers. Oh, Step Brothers, yep. Face, face off. off. Excellent choice. Yeah. Dark Knight. I saw I Face Off see. in the theater. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, Dark Knight, excellent choice. And yeah. of course, Rocky. All, all great choices from the Adult Swim Facebook. Well done. Uh, let's check out the Tsunami Facebook picks for your favorite uh, rivalries. Face Off, number one. Top of the the list. Prestige. Akira, yeah, sort of. Rocky, and then of course uh, the, the legendary Super Saiyan Broly. I mean, Dragon Ball, you could kind of pick any. Yeah. Like, there's, there's so many rivalries in Dragon Ball. That's one of the reasons it's so great and popular. Um, so, thanks for telling us your picks, though. And on to our sneak peeks, uh, which will hopefully contain some good stuff. 
Uh, first up, we have a promo for our upcoming uh, Countdown slash Scavengers airing. We are going to re-air Countdown in its entirety as one, one super cut, one story. Yeah, and then we're also going to pair it up with Scavengers. Um, so let's uh, check out the promo for that. Saturday night, we're taking a trip down memory lane. Tom? Hello, Sarah. Just know that I'm sorry, but we've run out of options. Watch as Sarah and I combat ourselves and figure out the math of time travel in Countdown. And then, uh, I feel like we just showed this, but last Saturday is a little fuzzy. It's the off-world sci-fi adventure, Scavengers. Catch them both Saturday night starting at 11.30. Only Tsunami on Adult Swim. So that actually referenced what happened last Saturday, which, if you were watching, was our whole broadcast turned into Japanese at midnight. April Fools! And we sneak-peeked uh, episode one of Fully Cooly Alternative, which hopefully you guys enjoyed. You will not be able to see it anywhere else until the actual airing. Uh, and then we ran Mind Game, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, just so you know, we are not going to be moving into showing movies a lot. That was just a lucky break that we got it super cheap. Um, but we did air scavengers as part of that and figured why not do it again? Uh, and then coming up next, if we got the episode in time and as of this broadcast, we don't, uh, sneak is, peek either is, way though. Is, is, is a peek at the next episode of Dragon Ball Super or airing, airing this Saturday at ten thirty, or it's a or generic an updated, promo, updated generic, an updated generic promo telling you to watch a new episode. So either way, yeah. let's see what there's happens. a new episode is what we're yeah, saying, and gonna, how we explain that is the only thing that'll see, be up to. Let's see. It's yeah. going to be a surprise. surprise. I like surprises. On the next all new episode of Dragon Ball Super. So Black still won, even when it was all three of you guys against him? We weren't just fighting Black. Zamasu was there. We had to fight both of them. And that's not the only problem either. Black already figured out a ridiculous new level of Super Saiyan. What was it called again? Rose. Rose? Dragon Ball Super. Saturday night at 10.30. He went with Super Saiyan Rose, like, on purpose? Only Toonami on Adult Swim. I did not expect that. I didn't either. So I didn't either. And then next up, we have a music video. Uh, this one is edited by our very own... Sarah Hardy. Sarah Hardy. And this one is called Hell is Near. It's been a while since we've had a piece of our own content. Gil keeps promising to write a Tom speech and not doing it. I've never said that. And, uh, I make no such promise. I promise we'll make him do it. And then uh, different. Sarah came up with this idea for a music video. We thought it turned out great, so check it out. Are you ready? Prepare yourselves, everyone. Hell is near. <laughs> who goes there? He's a killing machine who thinks nothing of taking human lives. I need all of you to stand back. Who's this really happening? What the hell are we up against here? Let's just hurry up and get out of here. Or else we'll all be... Do you really think you can hide? I'm not gonna run or hide. I'll stand against my enemies until my final breath! All ships commence your barrage! If you want to play rough, let's go! You're going to have to do much better than that. And how about I tag in? Land your ground! Just a bit more! You can't win. You must realize that. I am not going to give up! You'd be a fool to underestimate me! 
You knocked me down! Better get used to it! And then next up, we have One Man's Trash. Not exactly. What? Two Men's Trash. What? Who's who's the second man taking out the trash? You are Dodo. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. This is, uh, you if you're a frequent me. watcher of either Toonami or Game Hunters recently, which, but more which, specifically which we'll Game Hunters. After, if you want to see us play P- PUBG, we will be doing so after this broadcast. Which likely. we called Pugba originally in I, a I moment, it, and I it's just it one of those yeah. earwigs that it's now we can't stuck in my head as go. Pugba, and that's not it. It's PUBG. I'm yeah. stupid. Um, so this is, uh, if you saw the Toonami video, uh, game review, you saw this clip of us getting our first duo chicken dinner. But what you may not have known is the arduous journey that we embarked <laughs> the upon. hours of fun slash uh, tedium. I have a two terabyte computer that I capture all the game footage on, and I've had to dump the file of PUBG things three times uh, in order to fill it up. So check out this two stroll trash. down memory lane, two men's trash edition. Welcome to a special edition of Two Men's Trash, where I bring Jason along with me on my ride into hell. Today we're playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, the battle royale game for Xbox One and PC. And at least on Xbox One, this game looks terrible, plays not super great, crashes a bunch, and is really, really a whole lot of fun. If you watched Tsunami a few weeks ago, you saw Tom and Sarah do a game review where they won a round of PUBG Duo. But what you may not have noticed was it was, in fact, Jason and I playing, not Tom and Sarah. So today is going to be kind of a behind-the-curtain look at what ended up being a game review, but was always going to be a one-man's trash, or really two-man's trash. Uh, and you can see all the work that really goes into it as we search for winner-winner chicken dinner. I actually had to dump a bunch of the rounds that we played because we played so much without winning that I filled up my whole two-terabyte drive of game capture footage. So I only have about 137 20-minute clips to pull from. Because while we didn't do a lot of winning, we really did a whole lot of dying. You can't see your stats other than the top 10, but we get into the top 10 about 25% of the time. And we came really close to winning a few different times. Sometimes Jason would get killed, and then I would make it for a little while. And sometimes I would get killed, and then Jason would make it for a little while. Other times were more learning experiences, like the time where I was learning how to throw grenades. Or Jason was learning that just because you have the high ground doesn't mean you're not going to die. But by far our dumbest death was when both of us were pretty well geared up. We were inside a house. We found a bunch more stuff. We were both in our inventory swapping attachments and weapons like there was no real problem at all. And a guy just slowly walks in and shoots us both in the head. And one time I got really, really close to winning. Uh, Jason had gotten killed earlier, so it was just down to me and one other guy. And we were moving around, and it turns out that we were really, really close to each other. And it also turns out that he was better than me. So got second, not first. Another time we'd gotten into the top ten, so we were doing pretty well. And we decided, why not try and shoot a bunch of guys? And instead, I get really, really tagged. My helmet disappears, and we just start running. And I was sure I was going to get shot in the back, but somehow we survived, and we ran to this little shack. And while I was furiously healing up with bandages and Jason was keeping an eye out, the play zone actually killed a bunch of people. And at this point, we weren't really sure what the upper right-hand corner alive stat 
meant, whether you counted as some of those people, whether your partner did. So we weren't sure if it was just me and Jason and one other person or if there were a bunch of different people. And we saw this one guy running, so I figured, hey, why not jump out and shoot him? So I'm sitting there, he's trying to climb into the smoke, and I just tag him a bunch, and he's not dying, and I don't really know what's going on. And all of a sudden, the audio triggers like, I get shot, and we just stop. Jason thought we'd gotten kicked. I thought somehow that guy turned around and shot me in the head, and I was super pissed. But what it turns out, this was the winner, winner, chicken dinner, the all-elusive win. And two men's trash came to a close. We've actually won twice now, but Jason's game crashed, and it seemed like looking on the message boards that that week the stats weren't getting updated anyway, so they don't give us credit for it in the stats. I wasn't recording because I'd run out of space on my computer and I hadn't dumped everything yet, but I promise you we have won twice. Two chicken dinners have been eaten by Jason and I, and a whole lot of bullets. But if you got something fun or dumb for me to do in a video game, hit me up at StupidGill and let me know. It was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> now we got to do it again. This is the hard part. Yeah. the Because they didn't give us credit for our second win. It's total bullshit. Yeah, We've done it twice. And we only got credit officially once because it dropped us literally right after we got the thing. It kicked us out, which is bullshit. We were once again hiding in a shed, which yeah. is our specialty, but we killed way more people. Yeah. So. It was way more of an active game. We, we had, it was bananas. We which if you've been watching us on game humpers is not necessarily yeah, we, always, we've had some of our right. worst on game humpers, but we try to make it entertaining either yeah. way. Um, even in losing, even when it's not, yeah, we want to entertain you even when we're boring ourselves. Um, that's how committed we are to we're professionals. Yeah. We're professionals. So, uh, finally we have this week's adult swim single, which is number 51. Uh, and that is a new song by the always great Washed Out. Uh, they came to us last year and said they wanted to do something. So um, this is uh, what Ernest wrote for us, and I'm really happy with it. So let's have a sample of Face Up by Washed Out. So you can Sweet. hear you can hear that at adultswim.com slash singles as well as the other fifty two fifty excuse me songs and come back next week for another new song which we'll be dropping Wednesday around. Are you gonna get a cake made for fifty two when you get the fifty two tracks <laughs> no, of fifty two? I'm gonna get a cake made when it's over, maybe. Cool. Um, but uh, that wraps up the episode. I don't think we have any other new stuff. So thank you for watching, and we'll be back next week to talk about more bullshit. See ya. Tsunami, every Saturday night from 10.30 p.m. to 4 a.m.